1: and we came to the center, and you were playing full back up there. And I saw you in the weight room, and watched the, watched the workout in the weight room. And you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in back to you saying thank <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever
0: made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback, Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Good morning, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Welcome in to another edition of the martin houston show right here on tide 100.9 fm in tuscaloosa and we're so glad that you are here with us this morning got a lot to talk about in the next hour and uh we are kicking you off uh on tide 109 with with really 12 hours of programming uh starting with myself james ludeman here uh from six to seven then of course we have inside the locker room with Coach Wimp and Barry Sanderson from 7 to 9. The Gary Harris Show from 9 to 11. Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer from 11 to 12. Jay Barker from 12 to 2. And then, of course, the game with Ryan Fowler from 2 until 6. So we have you covered for the next 12 hours of, of sports talk. A lot of stuff to get to today. Obviously, we'll start with the news that broke last night. And if you want to call in on the taco casa hotline at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four of course taco casa you can find them under the biggest cactus in town at taco com, and you can find uh how much and how great taco casa actually is as a matter of fact i think that's what's going to be on the menu for lunch today just because i love the taco salad i'm a big fan as you know and uh it is it. Uh, it's amazing that shaved ice is is really good. Barry talks about that all the time, uh, but it is it is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. But if you want to call in and uh, weigh in on this news that broke last night, Alabama officially announced that Bill O'Brien, the former head coach of the Houston Texans and uh, also former interim head coach at Penn State. Uh, Will be taking over as the offensive coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide, and and I'm going to tell you when I first heard the news, uh, we were on we were actually on the radio last night when the news broke, and I, I I was a little taken back for a second, but then I realized how amazing this this news actually is. Uh, I think this is a great, great, great hire. Uh, now I've seen some on on social media and the like who are not as bought in to to this to this hire, and the reason is is because of what happened in Houston. And for those of you that may not know, uh, it was a very messy situation with the Houston Texans. Um, Houston. He he was the head coach as well as the general manager, and as Coach Saban has pointed out several times, uh, it is very difficult to do both of those jobs. And unfortunately, it was a situation where it, it just wasn't a good fit for him. And li- listen, he's had success. I don't want to, I don't want to be ba- uh, you know unbalanced here. I mean, he has had success. In the NFL, and he has taken a quarterback by the name of Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson, and turned him into a uh, into an offensive player in the NFL, and one that a lot of teams uh, would love to say that they that they would love to have. And so, if you are like me, and you were a little bit nervous about what's going to happen with bryce young next season then this this hire is fantastic and nick saban said last night on on uh, uh, on the hire he was quoted as saying we're pleased and happy to be able to add bill o'brien to our coaching staff he has a wealth of experience as both an offensive coordinator and head coach in the nfl and college level Bill is one of the brightest offensive minds in football, an outstanding teacher, and an excellent recruiter. That, 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 that line there is the one to focus on, an excellent recruiter. Uh, he is one of those guys that can come in to a program and make an immediate difference inside of that program. And it goes on to say he will strengthen our coaching staff and give our players the best chance to be successful. And I think that is absolutely accurate. And listen, I understand that that things may have ended a little messy in, in Houston, but listen to this. He was 52 and 48, he won four AFC South titles, four playoff appearances, and he made two appearances in the AFC divisional round. Now, what's more important to understand here is that his offenses were ranking in the top ten in the league in rushing yards. And in 2019, Deshaun Watson threw for 4,165 yards. And then in 2018, or excuse me, that was 2018, 2019, he threw uh, Deshaun threw for 3,800. And 52 yards and I'm just I'm just going to tell you guys that is an exciting exciting thing to hear when you have an offense coming off of a season where the offense was just uh, unstoppable it seemed and now you have a guy like Bill O'Brien who is very good about getting offenses on the same page coming into this program because what a lot of people don't realize is that Alabama still has a lot of talent left on this team um Bryce Young hopefully will be that next guy hopefully will be that 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 leader and you know we talked to Aaron Torres on on title talk last night and he or, or, excuse me, well, we talked to Aaron Torres, but Roger Hoover was the one who made this point that Bryce Young has had an opportunity now to sit behind Mac Jones and to learn to see how the day to day things go. Because here's the thing in the summer, everybody was talking as though Mac Jones uh, w- was not going to be the starter. And that he was going to just kind of take a backup role to Bryce Young. And then, you know, things happen the way they did. But I think this is a great opportunity now for Bryce Young to learn under a great offensive coordinator who can come in here and and make an immediate impact, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but on that last part that we just talked about on recruiting. Because that is a big focus of anybody who's a coordinator in this league is that they have to be able to recruit well, and I think that's something that Bill O'Brien is going to be able to do. Let's go ahead and jump out to the Taco Casa hotline to get our first caller. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show.
1: Good morning. Hey, uh, after Sandusky's crap at Penn State, nobody expected Penn State to be worth a hoot. And uh, hey, he did an absolutely outstanding job at Penn State, or uh, they had eight wins uh, when nobody was expecting them to be hardly even fifty percent. Uh, do you realize that?
3: That's true. And and listen, he was he was there. Uh, he was named the head coach in two thousand and twelve. He took two years, uh, posting a fifteen and nine record. Uh, they actually won. Uh, it says eight of its final ten games in the two thousand and twelve season to go eight and four. Uh, which after everything that went down uh, inside of that program to go eight and four, I, I think that's a huge accomplishment uh, based on on everything that happened. So yeah, that's that's another thing to know is that it's he's not coming into a program that needs to rebuild, but he is coming into a program that that is losing a lot on offense and and losing their offensive coordinator as well in Sark and. They're going to have to compete at that Alabama level, and I think Bill O'Brien is the guy to continue that offensive legacy. What do you think?
1: He's a decent uh, – a, a, I don't think he's as good uh, as uh, uh what uh, Shula is being a quarterback coach, but I think he's a decent quarterback coach. And I think he's going to be – uh. Is going to help uh, Bryce uh, become uh, what we think he Bryce can become at Alabama.
3: Well, I, the only the only thing I'll say to that, Pat, and that I disagree with is that he, this is a guy who's worked with Deshaun Watson, who is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, even though he plays on a bad team, and on top of that, he has spent time with Tom Brady. Who is the greatest at his position, uh, mm-hmm. in, inside of the New England system and the New England system and the Alabama system? Both both head coaches are are very similar, so I, I think that there's. I don't want to say that he's going to you know come in and this offense is just going to just maul people the way they did this year because I don't know if that's going to be true or not. Uh, but I will tell you, I, I don't. I think this this helps Bryce Young in a way that that nobody expected. Because he's he's had, Bill O'Brien's had experience with two really good quarterbacks in the NFL. He knows what it takes to help them develop. And, and I think this, if you're Bryce Young right now, I, I think you're super excited for where this program's headed.
1: Okay, okay. I just wanted to be the devil's advocate a little bit and give Shula a plug because I, Shula played with a, uh, I mean, he coached with a, pretty decent quarterback, his own self, that, uh, I mean, uh, it, it, hey, it's hard to coach hey, you either got six foot four and four, four, or you, I mean, she was me, six, six and four, four, you don't.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, believe me. I understand. And listen, there, are, that, that's the other thing too, that, that is always interesting about quarterbacks is that there are, there are quarterbacks who are small in stature uh who who may not, you know, fit the normal mold of what we think a quarterback should look like, you know. And and that's that's one thing yeah, that I well, always encourage people on is is you know, don't don't look so much at what it's supposed to look like but but tool your offense around what you have. And I think that's something that they're going to do with Bryce. Yeah.
1: Well, I studied Bryce in high school uh quite a bit uh and uh, he had many times that he played against, uh, uh, Clemson's quarterback and, um, uh, hmm, Bryce was, uh, the winner, uh, fall more. I think, I think that, uh, Clemson's quarterback only had one win and it was after, uh, a, tr- a tremendous amount of injuries on, uh, Bryce's team.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think true. it's correct. that's uh, true yeah
1: anyway hey have a blessed day i just wanted to throw my two cents in this morning uh thank you for doing it
3: hey i appreciate uh, it i appreciate it pat roll tide have a good weekend buddy all right that was pat on the taco casa hotline let's jump back out on the taco casa hotline good morning oh well maybe they're not there they hung up on me well it's sad it happens but hey bill o'brien i I think is going to have a very good time uh you know, working with Bryce Young and, and getting him into a comfortability level, um, that's that that just to me is amazing. And look, I, I'm one of those people, guys, I, I want to tell you, if you don't know, if you didn't listen to my show last night, uh, I, I'm going to tell you. I'm one of those people that is very, I, I don't want to say iffy on Bryce Young, but, but I just need to see more. And I think part of that is, you know, we didn't see what happened at practice this year because of COVID issues. Uh, You know, COVID just kind of ruined everything in that regard. But I want to see more. I want to see if if Bryce Young is going to be the guy to take this team back to the college football playoff. Now, can he be that? Absolutely he can. Do I think he's going to do that? I do. And I think it's all going to help. Now that he has an offensive coordinator like Bill O'Brien, who is, who is in, in, to not sound cliche, who has been there, done that. And I think that if Bill O'Brien can come in and turn, and I don't want to even say turn Bryce Young around because he's not bad. He's not. He's thrown some beautiful passes in the games that he's been in. And, and to his credit, Alabama has just dominated offensively this season. It's been hard to evaluate him because he only, I think he's only thrown 22 passes this year. And that's just because of how dominant the offense has been and how, you know, the starters have played so well who were in there. But now it's, it's really on him. It's on Bryce now to take the team, to be the leader to come in and and to make impact at the quarterback position. And I think he'll do that. I really do. But it's going to take some hard work. And uh, I'm excited to see where Bryce Young and Bill O'Brien, uh, as well as the entire offense. Because there are other factors we haven't even talked about yet. The run game, I think, is going to be huge for Alabama. No matter who it is. If it's Brian Robinson who uh, has not made a decision whether or not he's staying or going. If it's Trey Sanders, which a lot of people think it's going to be, uh, and I don't disagree with you on that because I think Trey Sanders is a fantastic talent, I'm not sure who it's going to be at this point. But I think the run game is going to be something they're really going to utilize a lot. And uh, the offensive line is going to have to get better uh, because that's the one thing that concerns me as well is that the offensive line, when Bryce Young was in that game, and the offensive line was in that game. It, it was a little tough because th- they did not give Bryce much time to do much of anything. And that's something they're going to have to definitely address. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break right here on the Martin Houston Show. If you would like to call in and be a part of the conversation, you can call the Taco Casa Hotline. They sponsor the uh, hotline here on the show at 205-342-9904. We can talk more about Bill O'Brien throughout the show. Also, we're going to preview Alabama's matchup in men's basketball tomorrow at Coleman Coliseum uh, against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Another tough game uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide, who currently sit at seven and zero in the SEC and in first place by themselves in the SEC. And I think that is amazing. So we're going to talk about that as well. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we would love to have you. 205-342-9904. We'll be right back here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide
0: 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks and
1: fairly light traffic on this Friday morning, but our roadways are very wet from the overnight rain, so please slow down and watch out for standing water. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. Today would be the perfect day to drive home in a brand new Nissan from your hometown dealer.
0: Townsend of Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray periods of rain across west alabama today the sky will stay cloudy the high 56 clearing tonight the low at 34 a brighter day tomorrow mostly sunny the high 58 sunday increasingly cloudy the chance of a shower late in the day the high 64 i'm james span on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9
4: scott smith and Softmark design doing business for 17 plus years specializing in graphic design services commercial printing promotional products advertising specialties and so much more basically any and every you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com.
0: Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Yeah. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Be, be, die, be, die, be. The
3: future. Welcome back into the Martin Houston show right here on, on, I almost said on Facebook, on Tide 100.9. And that is the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. James Ludeman hanging out with you here on the uh, TGIF edition. Thank goodness. It is Friday, everybody. We've made it. And uh, we are just, man, we got a lot going on in Alabama athletics this weekend. Uh, I've talked about it throughout the week uh all of the different things that that you know alabama has going on and uh some of those to highlight obviously tonight uh a big night for alabama gymnastics as they will host inside of coleman coliseum the auburn tigers and uh that'll be a very fun matchup uh alabama's uh two and oh they've yet to lose uh a, a meet and uh that's exciting so uh, Coach Dana Duckworth doing some great stuff over there with the gymnastics program, and they look to continue that trend tonight uh, against the Auburn Tigers. And and so do I. I'll be there hanging out. Uh, my wife and I are very blessed to be able to have season tickets to that. So uh, that that's kind of our our automatic date night, if you will. You know, we we go and just enjoy gymnastics. And listen, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you have not had the opportunity, I know we don't talk a lot of gymnastics on this program, but if you have not had the opportunity to watch the Alabama gymnastics team, uh, go and do it tonight. Especially when they play Auburn, uh, it, it is it is always, you know, the energy is always up when you play uh, your rival. And uh, this is definitely a rivalry matchup. Uh, always, anytime you play Auburn, it, it's just, it's on a different level. But the gymnastics team is very good they're, they're ranked in the uh, top 10 in the country. Uh, have a very, very good squad this year. And I I think they're going to really do some great work. Uh, not just in the, uh, the regular season, but I think they could really make a push, uh, for the sec championship as well as the national title. And I think that that's a, a doable thing with what they have going on, uh, for Alabama gymnastics. So uh, if you're not busy tonight otherwise and you have a moment, uh, I believe the, the match is on SEC Network. Check it out. Tune in. Watch it. And uh, enjoy. And uh, its I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun to watch. So. And then, of course, tomorrow we talked about it before the break. Alabama is uh, at home to take on Mississippi State in men's basketball. And uh, that should be a really good one as well. Alabama, of course, undefeated in conference play. Uh, 7-0 and right now. That's the first time that's happened in 34 years. And, uh, boy, I'm, I'm telling you, it, this team is fun to watch right now. I mean, it is it is absolutely fun. And, you know, I've loved the calls this week uh, where people – have called in and said, you know what, James? I I have not watched Alabama basketball until this year. And now people are starting to see what Nate Oates is doing uh, with this program. And, of course, uh, just to kind of give you a little, uh, you know, information here, because that's what we love to do, uh, Mississippi State's four and three in the conference, nine and six overall, um, undefeated on the road. Uh, they've only played two games on the road so far, but they're two and zero, uh, and so that's something to keep an eye on. Alabama, of course, seven and zero in the conference. We mentioned that already. Twelve and three overall, six and one at home, and they are also undefeated on the road at four and zero, but they are six and one at home, and uh, that is important to know. Alabama sitting at first place inside of the sec right behind them lsu right behind them tennessee and right behind them missouri and rounding out the top five uh florida followed by mississippi state and kentucky so uh there's there's a lot on the line uh today or excuse me tomorrow uh for the alabama men's basketball team and they have a lot of awesome work to do, and I think they're going to do a great job. I, I think this should be a win for them. I, I don't want to say it's going to be an easy win because, listen, when you play in the SEC, the SEC is very competitive. I, I know I read those records, and they may not sound as as you know competitive, but it's something about this conference. It, it's something about the SEC this year as a whole, athletics, and we've talked about that as well throughout the week, about the athletic program just being very tough this year. And football, I know, is a little different, but boy, this basketball uh, conference, and even basketball as a whole, um, I think is very good. And, you know, when Alabama... If they win tomorrow, if they can you know, get the job done, move to 8-0 in the SEC, which I believe they will, then I don't see how you don't put this team in the top 10 in, in the AP rankings. I, I don't see how you can not put them in the conversation to be a top 10 basketball team After the way that they dominated LSU. I mean, they dominated LSU. It was not even close, people. I know that basketball has a little bit of of a tougher road. But what I'm saying is, I cannot, for the life of me, understand the ranking system of college basketball. It makes no sense. It makes no sense records-wise, because Alabama's record is better than a lot of the teams that are ranked ahead of them. Uh, Maybe it's just in basketball, I don't think the SEC gets as much respect as some of the other conferences do, and that's understandable, because, I mean, when was the last, I'd have to look that up, but who was the last SEC champion in college basketball? I think probably Florida. Uh, I, I I I would think Florida. Uh, well, Kentucky. That's right, Kentucky. Kentucky. So Kentucky would probably be the last SEC champion, or excuse me, the last national champion. Um, to to win the title and look, I. It's hard. It's hard when you know. It, I don't know. I just don't think they don't get enough respect, and it's sad because I think that the SEC genuinely has some really good, uh, some really good talent, and you know it's interesting to me that they're they're not ranked higher. But here's the thing: you got to remember. Kentucky's not having a great year, they're not, and I know a lot of people are happy about that. I think it's interesting <laughs> uh I think it's interesting how bad of a year they are having uh but you know it's so oh uh, I just can't I can't wrap my brain around the fact that Kentucky is just struggling in the way that they are and and that's that's difficult so the last team from the SEC to win the national title was back in 2012. It was Kentucky. And they defeated a Kansas team uh, inside a Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, 67-59. to Before that, Florida went back-to-back and won the national title. And before that... You have to go all the way back to 1998 with Tubby Smith at Kentucky. Now Kentucky won in '96 and '98. Uh, Arkansas, see this coach, uh, Co- Coach K went down to Arkansas in '94, and uh, before that, I think it, it would—I don't think there was an SEC winner for quite a while uh, 1978 it was kentucky so again it, it's not like the sec has you know a ton of titles you know it's really kentucky leads the way with eight and florida has two and that's that's it everybody else ucla north carolina duke indiana con, uh, connecticut or Yukon, kansas Villanova, Louisville, Cincinnati, Michigan State, NC State, Oklahoma State, San Francisco. I mean, it's, it's, it's no SEC team. So I think that's maybe part of the reason why they don't get enough credit uh, for having a good conference. But listen, wh- and what I'm ulti- ultimately getting to is this. Nate Oates has come into this program and has changed the culture here in Alabama for basketball. Because when you talk to people about Alabama, the first thing they're going to go to is what? Football, right? Every time. And rightfully so. They're a dominating football program. But put some respect on the basketball name. And that's what Nate Oates is trying to do. And that's what Nate Oates is doing. Not just here in Tuscaloosa, not just in the surrounding area, but he's putting respect on Alabama basketball on a national level. I think it's frustrating that Alabama doesn't get enough respect in the basketball court. Now, I will tell you, I know the reason why that is. And it's because of the fact that, that we have seen this happen before, haven't we? We have seen this happen before where Alabama has all the hype in the world and everybody's really high on the Alabama train and, and it's super exciting and then what do they do? They lose to teams that they have no business losing to and they beat the teams that they have no business beating and it's just an up and down roller coaster and 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 that's it. And I'm going to tell you guys, it is very difficult to convince a lot of people to watch Alabama basketball because of the history of this team and everything. This team, until this season, in my opinion, hasn't been really very good since Wimp Sanderson. And, And I know a lot of you agree with that. And what, what Coach Oates has done with this program is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing what he has been able to do with this, with this program. And we always forget, too, that before this in Buffalo, he led, he led Buffalo to three tournament appearances in four years. That's impressive, everybody. That is absolutely impressive. And, you know, they haven't been to the Elite Eight since 2004. I think they got a good shot to make it. Haven't been to the Sweet 16 since 2004. They've made it to the round of 32. They've made it to the tournament in 2018. So it's been a little while. They haven't won a conference tournament since 91, and they haven't been regular season champions since 2002. I mean, it's 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 really been a while since we have seen consistency inside of the Alabama program outside of 2018, but, but even that team, I, I don't know if they were as good as this team that we see right now. Let's jump out to the Taco Casa hotline. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston show. James, it's Tom. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good
2: I'm
3: well. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm good. That, that's such a great discussion. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, we we're uh, the song goes hoping, waiting, wishing, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, that's what we've been doing for several years around here, as far as uh, basketball is concerned. Is uh, and, and, and you nailed it. I mean, uh, we wanna. We want to. We want to ride the train. We want to get the train hooked up, rolling. You know what I mean. And uh, but but like you said, you know, in in the last several years, we would look like we were going to do something, then we would lose these god awful games, as you put it, that we shouldn't lose, and then all the steam comes out of the boiler. You know what I mean,
3: Tom? You know what's funny to me, and this is kind of how it was when it happened. When we lost to Western Kentucky, uh, this year, I I cannot tell you. Now
2: you're talking about me.
3: Well, no, but well, not. And I'm not just singling you out. I'm just saying you were not the only one who did this. But how many people pressed the panic button and just said, "Oh man, here we go again. We got another team with with all of this talent, with all of this ability." They're dropping a game to Western Kentucky. Now they're getting ready to go into the SEC schedule. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, I didn't have this team going 7-0 and to start their first seven games. I didn't have them winning eight games in a row. And I believe it's nine out of the last 11. I mean, it is it has been incredible to see the run that this team has been on. But, but how many people... Press the panic button on this team after that loss. I, I know well, I was a little I concerned. I,
2: I didn't press. I didn't press the panic button because uh, with Alabama, uh, it, I always hope you know that uh, that we're we we're going to find something in between games to turn it around. I, I know that's stupid, but that's just the kind of fan I am. That uh, I never give up. But the disappointment, you know, from <laughs> those games really, really get you. But, uh, you know, back to – I want to bring up something that you mentioned about uh, breaking into the top ten. And, um, you know, over the last several years, outside of Kentucky, don't count them because uh, Kentucky is kind of on top of the mountain in the SEC basketball. Wouldn't you think – they're kind of like Alabama football –
3: yeah, and, uh, I I would agree with that to some that, that's degree. A parallel. Like, I, I, th- I think those two. well, I think in the SEC you're right. I I don't know about the national level. No, no, no. But no. but yeah, the SEC you're right. Kentucky and Tennessee are kind of the the measuring sticks.
2: And, and so your your media people that do the the voting and the coaches and everything, they just kind of you know look into that region and go, okay, what's going on in the Southeastern Conference and the first thing they look at is how's Kentucky doing? And uh, then they kind of filter down, you know, because they look at it as Kentucky and everybody else. And, uh, uh, but, you know, for Alabama, this team, this year, uh, uh, there's some excitement in the national media, uh, I think. As you look around read different articles, there are people that are excited. And then, uh, Last Tuesday, we go in and you know we throw in this uh, phenomenal game against LSU because everybody thought LSU uh, was a legitimate talent, and I believe they are. And uh, so they they see what happened on Tuesday night, and they go, "Whoa, wait a minute! Now we need to we need to uh, kind of reorganize our thoughts about uh, basketball in Alabama." So they start looking, but I, I really think the turning point. Uh, is you got to win that game tomorrow. you got to win it uh, if you want national recognition. And then when you go to Oklahoma, uh, that's going to be a defining uh, moment uh, in the first half of this season for this team. Am I wrong there?
3: Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong at all. And, and here's the thing. Let, let's go through this this schedule. So Mississippi State uh tomorrow, Kentucky at home on Tuesday. Then you travel to Oklahoma, which which you're right. It's it's kind of a Oklahoma may not be as good as they've been, but they're still a very good team. Uh LSU after that at home, Missouri on the road, South Carolina on the road, Alabama at home versus Georgia. I mean there's still and we still have to play Auburn one more time. Uh, and we have to play uh, Mississippi State and, and Texas A&M and Arkansas one more time as well. So, I, I, listen, I think that this the rest of this schedule, uh, I, I think the only game out of this schedule that gives me a little bit of concern, and it's not much, but it's a little bit of concern, is Auburn. Only for the simple fact that Auburn plays very tough against Alabama, and that's... That has been the closest, If you could believe this, Tom, I'm going to say this. If you could believe this, that has been the closest game in this seven and zero run, and exactly. it was a four. It was a four point win, and that's not just a fluke. That's because Auburn and Alabama are is like watching an old school boxing match. Both of these guys are tough. They're gritty, and and, and it's going to be a close game. And, and so that's the game I look at and go, okay, that's a little bit of a toss up. The Oklahoma game. I think it's a winnable game. I think it's also a toss-up for me. Uh, But I like the schedule that they have left. I think the hardest part of their schedule, though, is behind them at this point.
2: I I, I agree with that. But what's hard, uh, James, is what we're all waiting to see is how we're going to handle the physical talent there. Okay? We've established that this team can be good. Right. Uh with the, the with the the previous schedule, that's a given now. You can be good. Now, yep. can you win? Can you break the mold of uh of the last 4 or 5 years? Win the game you're supposed to win. You're expected to win tomorrow. Uh and win that game and defend home court going forward from this point. Uh but if, if to get national uh legitimacy, you're going to have to beat Oklahoma. If you don't beat them, then the national perspective is going to be, well, you know, uh, I think Gary Hatch brought this up. Uh, The uh, national uh, perspective is going to be, well, the SEC is not all that. Uh, They're going to look at Kentucky, and that's how they're going to make that judgment. But if you go beat Oklahoma and you defend home home court going forward, that's conceding the fact you may give up one, maybe two on the road. But you got to defend home court at this point uh, and and win those games. I, I and you're right, Auburn, Auburn's legit now that they've got a point guard. Yeah, and uh, uh, they're they're going to be a tough out because uh, with him in there, it kind of it kind of brings all of the talent out on that team, and uh, and that was the missing part they had uh, is, at the first of the season.
3: I'm going to tell you. I'm rambling. I'm no, you're, no, you're fine. This is great. <laughs> and, and I want to tell you, Oklahoma it is a very tough test, and here's why. Uh, Oklahoma has lost to number 12 in the country. They've beaten number 14. They've lost to number two. They've lost to number nine. And they have to play number nine tomorrow, Kansas, followed by number five, Oklahoma, before getting to us. So I mean, I'm telling you this. This number five. Who number five is Texas. Okay. And and they're they're they're, gonna
2: play them before us. They're
3: gonna play. Yeah, they're gonna play them before us. So we play. uh, They play Kansas tomorrow, who's number nine. Then they play Texas, who's number five on Tues next Tuesday, and then they play us next Saturday. I mean, if they
2: win all those games, I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown.
3: Well <laughs> I, I listen, I don't I don't blame you. And, and that just goes to show you though, and what and what the reason why I'm saying this, and we're going to jump to break in a minute. but the reason why I'm saying this is because the SEC, I, I, I said it earlier is a little bit of a, a kind of an underdog in, in basketball. and uh, for for Alabama to be where they are and to start being recognized on a national stage, uh, I think it's just that they're, they're trending in the right direction, and I love what this team is doing, and I think they have a legitimate shot uh, right now at to, to get a number two seed in the NCAA tournament, which which is a huge, huge accomplishment, and it looks like, for all intents and purposes as well, Tom, that, that they're going to win the SEC regular season title as well, and that's a big deal.
2: Well, I, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, but to me, in my mind, when we when we uh, when the conversation goes to uh, a national type conversation that Oklahoma game looms huge and uh, if you want to uh, go through that threshold you're gonna have to beat them yep. and uh, uh, you know I hate to say that at this point of the season but well, you're, you're right a better though. conversation than the conversation you know of coming back uh, coming from behind to make uh, the season legitimate, like uh, like we've been in the last two or three years. You know what I mean? Yep. On the bubble or outside the bubble, and not, you know. Uh, but if you want, uh, if you want to get into uh, two seed talk and all that kind of stuff, and SEC championship, that game on the road at Oklahoma is
3: huge. It is. I, I totally agree with you. And
2: thanks, James. Great show.
3: I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you so much for calling, man. Roll Tide. All right, that was Tom on the uh, Taco Casa Hotline. We're going to take a break and come back. Uh, We're going to wrap up some loose ends and and talk some more about Alabama basketball right here on Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. We'll be right back.
0: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the
1: towns of Nissan, Traffic Center, it's a nasty morning around town. Light drizzle, falling, wet roadways, so everybody please slow down and be careful. If you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Now would be a great time to take home a brand new Nissan from your hometown dealer. That's Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray.
4: Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double
0: Good morning. Governor Ivey's pandemic health care protocols and mask mandate will continue through March 5th. There is no change in the health order. State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris acknowledging problems Alabanians are experiencing with the state's vaccine hotline to make an appointment for a shot. Harris also says vaccines will be moved from locations that are slow to administer them. Harris announced a partnership with Walmart to expand COVID-19 vaccinations statewide. Click tuscosathread.com for more local news. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Square Tus- Alabama Sports, your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The comfortable tonight.
3: Welcome back into the Martin Show, right here on Tide 100.9. We're so glad that you have joined us today. We're going to wrap up the show, uh, but before we do that, we're going to jump out one more time to the Taco Casa Hotline, and uh, we are going to bring in uh, a a good good buddy uh, this morning who's going to want to talk some Alabama basketball. Uh, Good morning, Curtis. Welcome into the show this morning.
5: Hey, James. Thank you for letting me in there. I just want to say that with um I don't know with basketball, a lot of people don't realize that Wilf Tennyson won one time the SEC regular season. One time. He won some tourney games, but only one time. I like for us to get to the point where we are competitive to be able to win the SEC regular season. And I think with this team with Nalo, he gives us that opportunity. He gives us something that we have never ever had, and that is a threat to win the SEC regular season every regular season, chance, time. And they do a have the system. Not only are we shooting three, but we are defending a way that we have never defended before. We have got a team that will be able to go out into these other stadiums, these other arenas, and give people the, the fear that they're not going to beat us. LSU had a look on their face like, oh, God, we have no chance against these guys. That was five minutes into the game. They didn't have a prayer. And that's what I like to see because that's the same thing people have on their face when we line up in football. When well, now we have a chance to line up in basketball to give them that same fear. Something we've never had, ever. Well and that's
3: the, yeah, Curtis, I'm, that that's what I was gonna say, Curtis, was uh that that's the same I was thinking the same thing you were with basketball and football. I mean when people when people see Alabama on the schedule in football, they they sit there and go crap. You know, we we even saw there was a video that went out on uh, on, on social media when the the college football playoff was selected uh, of a lady who saw that Notre Dame was matched up against Alabama and she just started crying. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it, it, it's bad, <laughs> and, and that's that's the kind of level. You're right, that's the kind of level that I want to see, and I think it's the kind of level that Nate Oates. Is starting to take this basketball team too.
5: That's so true, and, and the only person that got us to the Sweet Eight—well, not the Sweet Eight, but to the um, the round of eight in the in the tournament—was Mark Godfrey. We never hear anything about Godfrey, but yeah. he's got us the furthest. But I really think Nato can get us into the Final Four. I really think he can, and I think it could be a point where it could be almost consistent. <laughs> being a threat to get to that point. Not that we're going to get there every time, but we will be a threat to get there with Nate Oates. We're going to have to be able to keep Nate Oates. That's going to be our, our hardest task, is being able to keep NATO Oates in Alabama.
3: Thank you, Curtis. Appreciate. I, I appreciate, appreciate you calling in today, buddy. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right, that was Curtis on the Taco Casa Hotline. He makes a great point. You know, keep Nate Oates. Get, get your stadium. F- fix that first, and then... Uh, You know, the rest will happen, and I think it's amazing. I think it's a great point, and uh, Curtis really, in my opinion, hit the nail on the head um, with that one. I want to say a very special thank you, first of all, to Martin Houston for allowing me to uh, be able to host this while he is working on uh, his uh, mayor uh, candidacy, and that's exciting. Thank you to Tide for allowing me the the platform to come and hang out with you guys this week, and uh, Joe Gaither will be back next week. And uh, excited for that, excited for what's to come. And uh, as far as for me, uh, you can listen to me on Title Talk Tuesdays and Thursday nights, Tuesdays from 7 to 9, and Thursdays from 6 to 8. That's going to do it here for the Martin Houston Show this morning. Thank you so much for listening. Love each other. That's what I want to tell you this weekend. Watch some Alabama gymnastics, watch basketball, and roll tide. Have a great weekend. See you.